0: I just I want to use this opportunity to also explain something because there is a narrative that I, I hear often that's that's incorrect um and some of the property investors might have a go at me but the truth is it isn't incorrect and what I mean is when people say your home uh, is not an asset mm-hmm. um that's 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 incorrect because it is an asset is it depends on how you
1: Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you?
0: Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm very well. 2022 is coming to an end. So yeah, we are in that stage of completely reviewing um, and thinking about some of the things to do in 2023. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, Peter. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. It's nice. Well, pretty much in that festive time. So, man, um, a massive uh, Merry Christmas to you, my bro, and even to all of our listeners, man. It's that season. Um, yeah, that time of not just enjoying sort of the festive period, but also wrapping up towards the end of the year, time of reflection as well. So, yeah, I'm in a decent space, my bro.
0: That's why I had to hear. That's why I had to hear.
1: Come on, come on, come on, and hopefully our listeners are well wherever you are listening to this. Um, just a warm welcome, and as I said, a festive, um, a greetings to you all. Um, I guess with this podcast, um, Jacks, uh, you know, as I said, we're in a time of reflection and reviewing, right? stuff that people tend to do at the end of the calendar. I mean, you can do it anytime, time, right? But the end of the calendar is a nice time. And today we're going to be focusing on, I guess, reflecting on where we've come this year and what we've done. And when I say we, I mean literally woke finance, but also even dropping some um, personal reflections as well. I mean, a few episodes into um the new year at the beginning of this year we would have touched on an episode where we were sharing some of our financial goals that we have so it'd be good to reflect on some of those if we can remember any of them um, and <laughs> if not all of them the good thing is we you know ideally have them written down and stuff but Jax how does that feel for you man yeah that
0: sounds that sounds really good it's been a very interesting year so I'm looking forward to sharing some of the things we've done um as World finance um, and of, of course as individuals as well
1: Come on, come on, come on. So, Jax, first of all, um this year we've pretty much released an episode, a podcast episode every single week of the year. That's 52 <laughs> weeks of the year, man. Let's touch quickly on that, bro. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Uh first
0: and foremost, congratulations and well done. Um, you oh, know, it, it, it does take work, you know, it, it does take a lot of our, our time to you know, uh, prepare and, of course, to, um, you know, deliver and record um, a podcast. So for us to be able to do that every single day or sorry, every single week um, throughout the whole of 2022 and with all the things that have happened in our personal lives as well, I think is a very good achievement. So well done. And and I think our our listeners have gained tons of value, especially our loyal listeners that have been with us for, for several years. Um, you can see that they definitely look forward to our episodes and you know the data shows it and I think that's that's also uh, well done to us.
1: No absolutely man Um, and yeah I think when you just really look at it and really understand that yeah an episode has gone out each and every week one thing I'll definitely say is that we wouldn't really be able to do it without the support and encouragement from our listeners even if our listeners don't ever say anything but we see it we see the data and we see you know that we're in this country in that country um and people engaging with our content across social media etc that further encourages us because it just tells us that you know there is one person that is listening and Jax you've had it I've had it people have literally come up to us and told us how our episodes have impacted them
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, people have literally walked up to me um, in the street um, and have said, hey, are you, are you Jax uh, from World Finance? And I'm like, yeah, so we, I listen to your podcast and hmm. this was my favorite episode. And, you know, sometimes when we record uh, these episodes and we listen to it back and uh, we obviously check out the data, we of course, we know that, you know, our content is going out and people are enjoying it. But it's a whole different feeling when someone actually approaches you and you actually, you're able to put a face towards some of your listeners i think that's an amazing thing so um yeah i really enjoyed that that's actually really cool
1: no absolutely man and let's keep up with the um, episodes we've definitely been much more consistent this year we were consistent the year before but i'll definitely say we probably missed maybe a couple of a few weeks out of the 52 weeks but this year we've stayed consistent so yeah we definitely want to keep Going on. um, so just another reminder and encouragement to all of our listeners to let us know what topics you want Jackson and I to speak on. Now, Jacks, we obviously we do this podcast as part of um you know what we deliver woke finance, but that is, of course not our main core service. It's not what we set woke finance up for. The main reason why we set our woke finance and still is and what drives us and, you know, taps into our passion is, of course, delivering personal finance workshops to young people from underserved backgrounds, from backgrounds where the discussion and the topic of personal finance is not really touched on at home or in the schools. And we wanted to bridge that gap and go around different parts of the UK, spend time with young people, let them see us for who we are and deliver impactful workshops and programmes. Now, Jats, we've stepped that up a bit this year. The previous year, we done a bit of delivery, but obviously it was in and around coming towards the end of the peak of the pandemic, so we had to do a lot of virtual delivery. But this year, we've changed things up and we've gone out there, man.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, and, and I've extremely enjoyed it. Um, mm. As you said, you know, uh, 2020, 2021, early on, we've done a lot of deliveries online. Um, but this year, we've actually been out there in, in the community. So, you know, actually delivering face-to-face and meeting the young people and meeting up with other people that that obviously enjoy our services. It's been an amazing experience and um, a different experience for people to actually, you know, engage with us. And yeah, I've really enjoyed it. We've worked with some amazing, amazing people and amazing, amazing institutions that, of course, we'll talk about in a moment.
1: Hmm. No, absolutely, man. Um, and you know some of those institutions uh, that we work with are around football, which is obviously something me and you hold quite um personal. We worked with a couple of football clubs who have access to young people in their um local communities as well. Um, got to work at some of their stadiums with the young people, and then worked with a couple of schools this year as well. And, and I think. You know, for me, this is why we do what we do, man. It's just a, a personal passion of mine. And one thing it will be definitely good to hear from you, Jax, is what has been your fav- most favourite bit of learning um, as a result of the work we've done this year?
0: Oh, that's a very, very good <laughs> question. That's, a, that's an amazing question. I think the thing I've learned the most uh, by actually um, engaging with the young people, and it's something like we kind of know, but you realize that this is something that's actually completely not taught anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, some of the things that we may think are are very uh, standard because we are adults um, and because we've had to face it head on. Right. Mm-hmm. So things uh, such as uh, even understanding what a mortgage is mm-hmm. um, and that kind of stuff, or, or, you know, budgeting and actually knowing what household bills are. Uh, we know, we know these things because we're faced with it, but, um, the young people actually don't have a clue what these things are. And so when you are speaking to them and you're, you know, some, one of our favorite um deliveries or or um kind of activities is getting them to budget um and using different case studies. And almost every single time we've we've done it, the young people realize um, you know, what, what it's like to be an adult um and, and to have bills and to understand what um you know you can earn money, but it's not everything that you have on your salary. Um is what you take home because there's tax and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think for me, it's it's just really not not so much a learning thing, but just really realizing and reiterating the fact that this is something that's quite alien to to young people, particularly those from the underserved communities. Mm. (laughs) What what, what about you, Peter? What do you say?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with that, bro. And I think just bouncing off your last point around those from underserved communities or you know backgrounds where uh, they might be from uh, low income um, or face some sort of injustice as a result of some of their protected characteristics. In this case, usually we tend to, you know, work with people from low income uh, communities, um, the black community quite a lot also. And I think, on the back of that, Jacks, one of the things um, I've learned, this was based on feedback that we received, actually. we we done a bit of um, work um, on a residential, actually, with some young people. I won't obviously name the, the company based on what I'm about to say, but they, when we delivered the workshop, we spent the whole morning with them, so about two hours and a half, and one of the observers, who was one of their teachers, essentially, came up to us and said, you know, we've had a big... Uh, you know, corporate company come in and deliver a workshop to another class group before, and the workshop was around, it touched on different um topics, but finance was one of them. And uh, this lady uh, said to us that they just were not engaging like the way you was, and I think it makes such a big difference, the fact that your representation of Mm -hmm. the communities that you serve has made such a difference that group that they worked with that big corporate company their volunteer employee volunteers were just not able to engage or interact with the young people because there were suits and boots and all of that right um and just their ability to communicate with the young people in an interactive way was just not existent and and i think it just reminded us and me about the work that we're doing at woke finance and the The ability of engaging with young people now there might be groups that engage uh differently with different groups of young people brilliant but our target market our target group that the the, the difference it makes with having the right people deliver to young people um is vital and very valuable and I think yeah I did really discover that Based on that quality feedback, I mean, us Woke fans, such a small organization, um, you know, being spoken of in a high in a high way like that against a large corporate organization, yeah, was definitely touching.
0: Yeah, you, you know what? It's interesting you mentioned that because I, I kind of recognized that very early when. Um, you know, whenever we were about to deliver, especially this year when we're delivering mm. uh, with some bigger institutions and some of the football clubs that we've mentioned, one of the key things they would say to us is, oh, this one is a bit of a tough crowd. Mm. Uh, and, and and we look at each other and we we know that we are going to be able to, you know, relate to them and mm. it's not going to be as hard as they think it is because mm. we have the skills. Um, and not just the skills, you know, we we have the know-how, we also mm. know how to relate to them. and that's, And I think that's what makes the difference. Again, they see us, they look like us, we look like them, uh, we, we can talk like them, um, you know, we, we understand even their lingo, we understand their, their slangs, we understand their jokes. Um, and so we, we they can relate to us and they can feel comfortable having a conversation and they can actually engage. And again, the, the word I used was comfortable. They are mm. comfortable asking questions right because that's where we add value right we, of course we deliver what we think is very very important but the young people do have questions because they have so much access to information nowadays mm-hmm. they don't really know which one is right and so when they meet us and they engage with us and they build that trust in us they're able to ask us questions and we're able to ask those questions with a, in a very authentic way and i think they really do appreciate that
1: now uh just to I guess for some uh, numbers out there um and jack's I don't uh, it's coming towards the end of the year so you might not even have this number as well but to date uh in 2022 we've worked with just under 400 young people now bearing in mind when we do workshops we might work with a class of I don't know 20 people or so and um, sometimes less we've worked with a class of about six people before and then sometimes we work, might work with a, a, a class um, a, a few a bit more than that but yeah just we've worked with just under 400 young people which is a significant increase from the previous year
0: oh it's a significant increase and what I would also say to that as well um, is a quality of engagement as well hmm. Um, so it's not just about how many. It's not just a quantity. It's a quality of our engagement as well, mm-hmm. uh, and we also know that obviously from from our feedback. Um, so yeah, again, well done. That's that's a lot of people. I think we've been able to impact, um, and we will continue to impact. Hopefully,
1: come on, come on, come on, man! Brilliant, man. so another thing, actually, or final thing. I'll definitely what uh, that we've done uh, this year, which was obviously a big game changer for Woke Finance, is we launched our website.
0: Oh yes, yes. I'm loving it because we've actually done a lot this year. <laughs> yeah, we launched our website, ww.wokefinance.co.uk. Again, that's okay. uk. Yes, we um we were able to launch our website, something that we had in mind, something that we really wanted to do um uh, this year. And I'm very proud of the website. I think the website is 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 nice, it's clean, it's easily, it's easy to browse. And so I would encourage our listeners to head over there, um, sign up to our mailing list, you know, so you can hear about some of the things that we are we are up to, um, see what we're doing in the community. There's pictures there. Um, yeah, I, I'm really happy that we did so uh, because, you know, um, one of the things about having a website uh, or, or having a very updated website is that people can actually engage with us through, through there as well. So I would even encourage um, listeners of the podcast um that may only be interested in the podcast element to actually go on the website as well because there you can share ideas with us you can Mm -hmm. ask us questions and that kind of stuff as well
1: no absolutely man definitely a big um achievement for for us as well um yeah, and it's just great to have everything in one space um, as well, and somewhere where we can. Because the year before, I know so many people's OS Arts, and we had we was on social media, but OS Arts, you have a website, etc. So for us to be able to do it, brilliant stuff, man. Um, so now, just very uh, grateful um, for that as well. And 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 off the back of that, Jax, In order for us to have a website, obviously it's not free; it costs money, and um, we've been. Blessed to receive support financially. Now we've had pockets of uh, money. Um some of it came into the towards the end of the previous year, but we can throw this into 2022. Um but jax, yeah, we were officially received, you know, our first pot of um, non-sell money so for our listeners obviously we generate money in different ways it might be for example you know when we deliver our workshops or programs the youth organizational provider might pay us for that service as an example but in terms of actually receiving funders from actual funders that fund organizations and um, we received our first lot a couple but Jax how did that feel man? That was amazing. And that was, yeah,
0: that was at the end of 2021. So, but of course, most of that, you know, the funding that we got was um, used in 2022. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, It was a bit of a surreal moment for me because I've never applied for funding before or received funding. So that was an amazing experience Um, to actually be recognized for the work that we are doing and the work that we continue to do. It was really amazing. And being able to use that 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 uh pot of money to actually build build um the, the business up is, is pretty pretty amazing. Uh walk finance is, is a social enterprise, it's a community in, uh, interest company. That's what we call it here in the UK, a CIC. And so um all the money that we generate goes back into the business to grow it to to serve the community, and that's what it's really all about. So um, yeah, I was really happy to receive that that funding. We were able to use it effectively based on all the, all the work that we've done this year. I'm pretty proud
1: no absolutely man absolutely a massive shout out to our funders as well um equally proud bro um yeah i think you know when you're one when you want to do you know the work that we try and do and i think everything that we're mentioning it's worth noting that this is outside of our day job so we do have full-time jobs that we do um so yeah just worth noting that but you know the work that we want to do and desire to do and help others, it costs. Um, and so whenever we're able to get support from funders, it's such a blessing, man. So grateful um, to God for as well, for for us being in a position where we can um, get income in different ways for the business. So, yeah, man, been a interesting year as well. Yeah, I mean, as
0: you're talking, I'm really having a moment here because I'm just really looking back uh, at 2022 it's gone so fast but you know like we've said we've actually achieved a lot with work finance in, in what has been a strange year so I'm, I'm pretty proud i'm really really proud and yeah as you said you know what finance is it's not it's not something we do full-time uh we, myself and peter we both have full-time jobs <laughs> so you know it does it does cost us quite a bit of, of time um, and resource to be able to continue uh, to deliver um, these sessions and and also to even recorded podcast. So, um, uh, we are so very thankful for our funders. Uh, they've helped us a lot. Um, and we hope we will have more new funders in the future as well.
1: Come on, come on, come on. Um, now, nah, brilliant, man. Um, now, now, obviously, woke finance, as we said, um, it's not our full time position. It's one of our things that we work on, and this obviously fits into our short to long term uh goals but we obviously have other things as well that we 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 commit to as well and Jack's of course at the end of twenty twenty one we would have been preparing some financial goals um some we obviously discuss uh privately and with the rest of our accountability group but a couple we actually spoke about um publicly on an episode um last year as well um jacks <laughs> Um, I mean, what I will definitely say for me, and I'll definitely touch on a couple of things in a bit, is that I remember specifically saying this year, two thousand and twenty-two, was the year of what? <laughs> <laughs> Jans, tell me you can remember. This year, two thousand and twenty-two, was the year of what?
0: It was a year of sim.
1: Simplicity. (laughs) Simplicity, bro. I can't believe it's been a year since you used that word. It's literally been a year because I would have been throwing it around all over last December. But bro, it was a year of simplicity, not having too much. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't going to be a a challenging year because there was definitely challenges this year as probably... 100% 100% of our listeners can relate to. However it was a year of simplicity where I wasn't going to focus on too much. I'll focus on the bit I can get done, celebrate what I have achieved and not s- sweat too much on the things that I didn't get done for whatever reason.
0: That's amazing. That is truly amazing. Um for for me um it was a year of kind of, you know, watering some of the plants that I had already sown. Um, but I am going to uh reveal something that has happened, which I think some of the listeners already know. So, at the back end of 2021, when we recorded an episode talking about what we plan to do in 2022, unfortunately, I couldn't actually tell you guys what I had planned because <laughs> yeah. my my fee well, my girlfriend at the time actually listens to the World Finance podcast, <laughs> and so. Uh, the confession <laughs> was, I was really planning on proposing to my girlfriend, um, who is now my wife. Come on, come um, on. That, that, that was something that I couldn't really reveal back then, because she is a loyal listener of the World Finance Podcast. <laughs> I,
1: you know what's bad about that? That is, obviously, you know, you can discuss how you were discuss, but that is obviously a key bit in terms of your personal finance. Yes. Um, And it's like, yeah, I've got to save a significant amount, but I can't say what for.
0: That's, 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 um, you know, and that's the funny thing because I think on that episode, because I couldn't actually tell, everyone uh what i was planning i said the goal was to uh receive like a 100 pounds in dividends or something yeah. like that um, which 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 of course was a goal that i actually did say um yeah. because it's one of those fun games that i play with investing mm-hmm. and that kind and of stuff but my real goal my real real goal was was of course to 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 marry my best friend and 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 you know, um move in together and then actually start a life together. That was my real goal. And God, by God's grace, that's what we've been able to achieve. As we uh, are recording this episode, she's not very far away. So nowadays, <laughs> nowadays she can hear the podcast live, she'll have to even listen to it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Love it, love it. But listen, man, like you know what an achievement that is. Um you know, most of our listeners, depending on where you are in the world would and probably know that you know getting married um is not a small thing not just you know um the prep and the emotional um you know effort as well but given that this is a a personal finance podcast the actual financial contribution and effort that takes man so jack's you know it's definitely something to really look back on and just say i'm happy i've done that man
0: oh absolutely absolutely um and as someone who is in a personal finance space of course there are things that we have to consider and i think what would be great is if i get my wife uh doris oponku to come to the world finals podcast yeah. um and i think what we'll do is uh myself peter and dorcas we will just chop it up and we'll talk about our, our, our you know our progress and the process we had to go through in order to actually get married without actually completely breaking the bank um some mm-hmm. of the uh, ideas because we have an episode on uh preparing financially for a wedding which of yeah. course was um about a year and a half ago yeah 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 and of course back then you, you can imagine i was taking some serious notes <laughs> <laughs> and so uh what would be great would be to talk to uh our, our audience our listeners about um some of the things that both myself and and, and Dorcas implemented some of the things that we learned from the experience um and, and i think yeah it would,
1: it would be great to, to to do an episode on that that would be sick, man. Make sure you prepare Dorcas, man, because I'll be grilling the both of you, you know.
0: That's absolutely fine. I mean, we're here for it. We are
1: here for it. <laughs> Love it. No, absolutely. That will be really good, man. And on that episode, Preparing Financially for a Wedding, part one is episode 49 and part two is episode 54. Definitely check that out. But now it would be great to really t- go into that episode, bro, because, you know, when you go through the experience, everyone's experience of a wedding prep is just going to be different um and yeah it'll be great to hear hear how it was not just for you but also um for Dorcas as well so now nah, that'll be and we did say that we would love to hear from a woman's side of things because in the first episode we had two guys on right so that would be really good actually
0: yeah, that would that would um uh, and and actually yeah you know it's it's um it's you know thing about podcasts and and that kind of stuff is we can always bring in new guests and have similar conversations from different perspectives. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, we can still we're still looking for uh or we can think about bringing on ladies and to, for for them to tell us about their experiences in the whole planning uh, wedding planning process as well because it is it is different. Um, even when I speak to my wife about it, you know, um her ideas, um her her wishes. All, all those kind of things are, are obviously of something of consideration, mm. uh, you know, and and we're, we're, we're different people, and we see weddings differently. Uh, mm. So it will be very very interesting to to bring, uh, yeah, other women who who have gone through the process to see what their perspective was during the process and what they learned from it, and you know how they navigated the whole process.
1: No, absolutely, man. Now, Jax, if you had if you was observing the year of simplicity like I was, that sounds like that would just be enough. A wedding, I've done it, boom, my financial year and goal for the year is done. Um, but was that it, Jax? Was there anything else?
0: <laughs> yeah, so that, that that was the bulk of my 2022. Uh, you know, I proposed um in April. Um, and I was married by September the first. So uh we, we were not engaged for a very long time. Um and yes that that took the bulk of, of of my finances um and of course once that took place it was then very important for me to uh kind of recover a bit mm. so we, I spent probably the last couple of months uh just saving um just to recover obviously some of the spent money um I didn't say I wanted to achieve 100 pounds per month in dividends in my what we call my dividends only portfolio mm. um I didn't achieve it the way I I suggested so it's not 100 pounds per month. but i did receive uh months where um, i achieved more than 100 pounds and some months it was let's say 80 pounds so um on average yes i'm still i actually managed to achieve it and it was extremely difficult and i had to really adjust how to get there how i got there because of course in 2022 uh i was not depositing a lot of money into my into my portfolio um, because obviously i had a wedding to fund yeah. Um, but once that was done and I was able to actually see where I stood, um, what I actually done is I actually focused a bit more on a higher yielding, um, positions, uh, because I really wanted to do this episode and say that I actually achieved it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah that's, I'll say to be fair, most of 2022 was, was actually funding the wedding. It was big. Uh it wasn't necessarily a year of simplicity for me. <laughs> but yeah, I and, and again it was not just about the wedding, the honeymoon was also a very uh beautiful experience as well. Hmm. Um, and of course, uh this year as well, um, as people will remember, last year I, uh, you know I was able to go on the property ladder. Um hmm. and you can imagine doing that and then getting married, put a lot of financial strain on me. So um this year, whilst I was unable to continue renovating because I started renovating in 2021 mm. um that's something that I would have to push onto
1: 2023 I love it um love it. yeah and how do you feel about that that's absolutely fine I love think
0: yeah. um you know this is this is this is the thing about personal finances is um it's all about planning and you know you set up a structure but you know things can change and you have to be flexible um and you have to be you have to be true to yourself mm. so you know there's no I'm not going to beat myself up for not finishing a renovation that like I had actually already planned mm-hmm. for 2022. Um, you know, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, we'll continue next year, I guess. What? I don't even have to finish it next year. It can to be mm-hmm. the next the year after. Um, because that's the thing. It, it, personal finance is personal. And for me, uh, the priorities changed. Um, mm-hmm. Priorities changed. And, and that's what I was able to achieve. I'm now married to my best friend and the journey continues.
1: I love that. Just that bit on, you know, priorities change when we were talking about prepare. So for our listeners, we've just put got an episode out. Um, episode 107, I believe. Wow. No, 108. Um, Getting your finances ready for 2023. And we talk about, you know, we can plan, but we have to be flexible and adapt to, to changes as well. And it sounds like you've done just that. And then adapt to changes according to your own lane it's like if you're going to do your renovations next year or the year after or the year after that so be it it's yeah. it's according to your own lane and what you've both uh got planned as well so i love that man
0: yeah yeah it's it's, it's all about cutting your coat according to your size hmm. um and as i said you know sometimes you plan things things change and then you have to readjust um but in your readjustment what i mean by staying true to yourself is you know, still so, so stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, there's no rush to try and. You know, there, there was no, there's no rush for me to try and get my home to uh, a standard uh, like the ones I've seen on Instagram. Because mm. I, I, I like to watch um uh, kind of interior designs and that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So it, and it, and it's beautiful, but there's no. I'm confident uh, enough um, now to to understand that things take time. Things mm. take time, and um I don't have to rush to to do what. I desire because that's Mm. what we and that's actually one form of instant gratification really (laughs) trying to get things done too quickly because it's
1: something that you just desire no absolutely absolutely now thank you for that Jax was there anything else you wanted to share
0: um so I think yeah those are the main things I'm looking back at 2022 I think those are the main things that um I I achieved or things that are more related to my personal finances. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, not an easy year compared to some of my other years financially. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, uh, the economy has been the way it has been. <laughs> um uh in terms of uh, you know, the the investments that I have, of course, some have taken hits, uh, some have done okay, and that's just the ride that we take. Um, so it's been all right, it's been a difficult year financially for the sense that. It's been different for me because let's say over the past four years, I've always been able to, let's say, contribute quite a decent amount of money towards my ISAs and that kind of stuff. But 2022 looked very different to that. Um, um So yeah. And, and again, that's absolutely fine. Um, 2023, we go again.
1: <laughs> that's it, man. And when you think long-term over the next 40 years or whatever, in the grand scheme of it, this period, um, where perhaps you're not able to, you know invest money in this way due to certain expenses it will be a very small amount of of the next 40 years in the grand scheme of things so absolutely well, absolutely yeah. dear.
0: absolutely and you know um the great thing about having financial plans is you can look at them and you can adjust them and you can make adjustments for them as well mm. so it could be that hey maybe in 2022 i was unable to um hit all my financial goals um but does that mean maybe in 2023 if I come across a bit more let's say funds maybe I need to invest a bit more maybe to catch up you know in, in one of the episodes a uh, couple of episodes ago we were talking about you know many people considering for example opting out of their pensions mm. so that they can deal with the current cost of living crisis and one of the things I said on that episode was that ideally, no, that's not what you want to do, because uh, the chances are we're not even saving enough mm. for pensions anyway. Um, but if it is something that you absolutely have to do, then okay, do it for the short term. But remember to replace it once you get a chance to. And I think the same mentality can be adopted to our personal finances, generally. Um, if you feel like you've had to take something out or maneuver for something, then you can you know, put it in your financial plan that at some point, um, maybe in the near term future, maybe in the medium term future, it really doesn't matter, but you're going to maybe cover it over over time, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. Makes perfect sense, man. Um, But no, Jax, thanks for that, man. And before I quickly touch on um, my one, um, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to where we're getting new listeners from. Um, And this um, area is called Lucknow which is a city in Northern India.
0: Ooh, so I think that's the second uh city that we've had listeners from in India. Okay, I yeah. I believe yeah. we've had listeners from Mumbai. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, welcome to the World Finance Podcast. You're here with myself, Jax, and the co-host Peter. On this uh, podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. I hope you're gaining tons of value and I hope you stay, you subscribe, you share with your friends because you will gain tons of value. We are uh, based in the UK but what we cover um, spans all around the world is Is concepts, is ideas, is conversations that everybody should be having when it comes to personal finance. You can also visit us at www.walkfinance.co.uk Sign up to our mailing list, uh, browse, have a look at some of the work we actually do in the community. Like you've heard on this episode, what we do in Walk Finance, the core of our business actually is to be in the community to serve underserved um young people when it comes to personal finances. We deliver workshops, seminars and also mentorship to young people. So, yeah, welcome and I hope you're
1: enjoying. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners over there in India. I really appreciate you. And of course, to everywhere in the world as well yeah bro so for me as i said <laughs> this time 12 months ago my year was going to be the year of simplicity um and for me my my main goal that i wanted to achieve was to get onto the property ladder for the first time um, I'm pleased to say I did achieve that, which um am very Ooh, grateful. Woo, 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 woo. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Um, I mean, for anyone yourself, Jack's obviously the year before, but anyone that's, you know, um, gone to the property lad, you know what type of feeling it is as well. So, but no, I think for me, that is it for me. I think that was something I wanted to achieve. Um, it's a generational thing when you, you know, in... Decades to come, even when I'm no longer here, it's moments like that which will help yeah. contribute to that generational wealth that you know one is trying to create as well. So for me, it wasn't a simple process, but when I look at the year of simplicity, that's <laughs> the one thing I'm focusing on in terms of what I wanted to achieve, man. Yeah, uh,
0: first I'll say congratulations. Uh, well done. I'm really proud um i mean I, I i jumped on the ladder just the previous year i remember mm. so not long before you and um yeah it is it's not a simple process um it's not easy to get on a property ladder um mm. so so it, it is something that we we must celebrate um well, no. and i think what you said is, is is very interesting about it being kind of a, one of our first steps towards generation of wealth and i i agree because um you know for, for me I'm, I'm the first person in my uh in my immediate family anyway, to, to you know, own property. Mm. Um. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things you just get really excited about. And I just, I want to use this opportunity to also explain something because there is a narrative that I, I hear often that's that's incorrect. Um. And some of the property investors might have a go at me, but the truth is it is incorrect. And what I mean is when people say your home uh, is not an asset, Mm, mm. um that's 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 incorrect because it is an asset is it depends on how you the the key thing is to actually understand what you mean by an asset now Mm. people say oh it's not an asset because it doesn't put money in your pocket and so only rental properties are assets again that's incorrect Mm. um yes rental properties provide you with cash flow and that's that's important but your home is an asset Um, Or what is the real asset is the ability to build equity in your home. Mm. That's what the asset actually is, right? So yes, the mortgage is a liability. Your home is the asset. When you merge the two together, what you're left with is the equity, how much you actually own in the property. Mm. And the great thing about getting on the property ladder is you actually secure the property, and then you spend some time improving and increasing your equity in the home. So that that's how you that's how you build generation wealth. Hmm. Um, many people, you know, on social media and you know the, the entrepreneurship and, and, and being rich is really preached. Um, but I think what's really important for our listeners to know, and I know I've got on a bit of a tangent here, nah, you, but man. I'll go for it, man. as an educator, this is this is where my heart comes comes in. Um the average millionaire in the UK is a millionaire usually through two ways. Um, mainly through their the, the pension and also through their ownership in property. And I think that's something we have to remember. And and also one thing I want to add to that is the average millionaire in the UK is usually around the ages of 50s, in the 50s. Mm, so so well that you
1: mentioned that, but go on
0: yeah. so yeah, so so it's not on us to put so much pressure. On ourselves to own a hundred rental properties mm. and to 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 you know trade and gamble in the stock market and, and, and to do it at such a young age. Now it's great if you can obviously build wealth quicker, but generally there has to be that level of composure to understand that look, mm. um, it's okay to get a property ladder like and build equity in your own home. That is an asset. Mm. Um, is great to contribute towards your pension, especially if, in my opinion. The um, if you've got a personal pension, I think that's great. These are things that are almost like the smoothest way to build wealth over the long term. I just wanted to get that part in there. So, congratulations for going on property ladder. And you're right; it is one of the first steps to actually building, you know, long term wealth.
1: Love that, man. Now, thank you for that. That was really insightful. And yeah, uh, and that. That would be it for me, man. I think, you know, but what that's meant though, Jax, is that as a result of, you know, obviously expenses and going into a home as well, it means that yeah, the 2023 for me is what I'll probably call the year of recovery.
0: I love that. I love that. Let's we'll do another episode um, on our goals for twenty twenty three. We have to. We have to. Uh, bro. We have um, to. Because funny <laughs> enough, uh, twenty twenty three is my year of simplicity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro, listen, we have to do that, man. And it's like, yeah, we've done all of that, but then obviously with everything that's going on in the economy as well. So yes. now we have to, bro.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There's uh, a lot to consider. So let's 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 do it. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations, well done.
1: I no, love for that love for that man so there we have it man thank you very much for that jazz there we have it for our listeners a review a wrap up of 2022 for woke finance but of course the the founders of woke finance wanted to obviously reflect and share on some goals that they expressed and um, personal finance goals that we expressed um this time last year and then just reflected on you know um yeah where we went. Um Jax, my final question is um to to you actually, and then we'll let you go is what was the learning for or what didn't was there anything that didn't really go to plan? And even though we don't mind, but was there anything that didn't go to plan? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, you know, as an investor, uh someone who loves to invest in particularly in uh liquid markets like the stock market, um I did not see 2022 coming the way it did, hmm. uh, in terms of the volatility. Um, and, and, well, nobody could have predicted it. Um, nobody could have predicted inflation peak, you know, hitting the, the the heights that it did. Hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of economic um, outcomes that nobody could have predicted, um, and, and but that's just the case, and I think that's important to to remember. And I think it's important for us to to learn, you know. Um, the stock market, some stocks um, have hit all-time lows, particularly those companies that are unprofitable. Um, many people that started investing in 2020 um, that made profits, um, a lot of those profits have been wiped out, especially of those companies that uh, some people call them hype companies, companies that were not profitable, meme stocks, etc. So I think, like I said to you, Peter, off air is I think, 2022 has been a huge learning curve for anyone that's interested in investing for the long term mm. to understand that stocks don't just go up and they can come down and they can come down very fast. And very. Uh, I, I said to you that I'm actually very glad also as an investor to experience it firsthand because we we, we get to experience what it looks like Um, because we've been in a very um, favorable economic condition since 2000 and, Eight nine since so a crisis actually took place, so 2010, maybe. Mm. Um, and so it's good to experience that, and to remember that, and to factor that into our investing long term.
1: <laughs> love it, love it, love it, I love that piece of education that we're leaving our listeners with, man. Thank you very much, jacks Man, always a pleasure, man. And to our listeners, remember all stay, stay woke. woke.